the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Yes, indeed, here I am. And guess what? There you are. And guess what else? We are going to come together, San Diego, in a way like we've never come together before because this topic is going to be mind-boggling, especially if you're a person who senses that God wants you to be a worshiper and a praiser because you'll find sustained power in that level of relationship with Him. And I have a special guest or a co-host with me for the entire two hours. Her name is Susan Fisher. Hello, Susan Fisher. Hi, Kaz. How are you? (laughs) Fine, fine, fine. And this, uh, I'm going to spend just a little minute, bit of time bragging on you, if I may. Okay. Because my listening friend, I want you to pay attention because, you know, there's a scripture in John uh, chapter 4. It says that uh, that God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, for he seeketh such to worship him. That, you know, some of the scripture doesn't talk about God seeking us. It says, you know, seek the Lord while he may be found. But this particular scripture says he will seek us if we worship him in spirit and in truth. I don't know about you, my listening friend, but I'd like to have him seeking me all the time. And I want to be seeking him all the time, and we'll meet in the middle. (laughs) And he goes, I love it. And we go, I love it. And that's where we need to be, especially in these troublesome times, a worshiper and a praiser in spirit and in truth. And Susan, so what we're going to talk about today is that whole topic of worshiping him in spirit and in truth. Yes, absolutely. It's the best. It's the best, but (laughs) we're also going to... uh, fine-tune our focus a little bit, and her name is Susan Fisher, and I was praying about her in, in, in the show, about the show, and God says, you know, back in, in Scripture where Jesus had James and John and the other disciples, and they're in the boats and things like that, and he says, um, I'm going to make you fishers of men, mm-hmm. and, you, you know, that, that was a revelation to them, and then God said, I'm going to make Susan Fisher a fisher of of children in a very good way to bring them in, but also the men and women as well. And so when when God gave me that, I think uh, Susan smiled a little yes, bit as well. Yes, absolutely. It just really brought me a lot of joy because I think the Lord had told me something like that a while ago. Yes. And I thought, okay, well, I'm just talking to myself. But actually, <laughs> no. we do that yes. when we hear from God. That's right. And so much of the time, it's His voice. And uh, we learn to distinguish His voice as opposed to our own voice or voices in the world. That's right. And by the way, my listening friend, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to learn how to distinguish his voice from these other voices. But in particular, our main topic is worship and praise to get us intimate with him because he wants that level of intimacy. And sometimes when we, you know, we just, you know, go to Sunday church and then we go to McDonald's or Jack in the Box and then that's the end of the deal. But God says, no, that was times past. Yeah. Time now is to be serious with me because I'm serious not only with you, but I want to use you for other people, wouldn't you say? Yes, definitely. 
that's he gives us his spirit and when his spirit moves in and through us then we're able to open our mouths and speak out what he would have us say how he would have us sing um, and yes. that's what we're going to be discussing today yes yeah let, let me read just a little bit of a, I have a radio show overview and I'm going to just read pieces of this <laughs> so my listening friend you can understand where we're going on this broadcast I say the entire show is with Susan Fisher a Fisher of children. And she is a woman skilled as a musical performer, a songwriter, a trainer of the next generation. We're going to spend some time, Susan, talking about training that next generation. So my listening friend, if you have the next generation meandering around either in your household or uh, next door or in any other environment, you need to pay attention to this because you just may be the conduit for them to learn more about uh, worship and praise and that intimacy with God. Isn't that right, Susan Fisher? Yes, this is true. (laughs) And so many kids think, Oh, not me, and they're shy, and oh, yeah, everyone else can sing, but but not me. Everyone else can worship, and they matter, but I don't think me. And that's where my training has come in and my journey. Okay, well, you talk a little bit about your training. I'm looking here at your bio, biography, and I'm going so many different things. You know, we've only got a two-hour broadcast. I okay. was not probably able to deal with each one of them. But uh, give me the high points so our listeners can understand you and your uh, love for music, but also the people who you believe need to love music. Uh, older people, younger people, and everybody in between. Susan Every, Fisher. Everybody in between. Um, I have the majority of my students are young people, and I've had students as young as three and a half. Oh, my. And you wouldn't think that anything could happen with, with a three and a half year old. But you know, we're always amazed at how bright children are. Yes. And they're just like sponges. Yes. Um, and uh, I've had students from three and a half to 85. Oh, my. The oldest was 85. And uh, one lady had been, had worked with uh, Zigfield Follies. She had been a concert pianist. Uh, she, this is when I worked at the Magdalena Ecke YMCA. She came to learn singing. And they had her in the basement as a oh tenor. My. Oh, my. <laughs> and I helped I mean, her. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I helped her with her voice, with her range, mm-hmm. with her technique. Yes. And uh, a few lessons in, she looked at me and she said, I wish I would have known this stuff years oh, ago. Oh, yes, yes. So that's the thing about singing is we have constructs in our mind where we think singing should be a certain way. Yes. We have to do certain things, whereas actually it should be easy and natural. And that's my job with teaching everyone that yes. I teach, and especially young people, because they will tend to want to sound like current pop songs, oh, exactly. uh, pop artists, and you know they they want to go in the basement and sing, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. with the voice. And they have these high, beautiful, clear voices. It's like, yes. okay, we're going to start out with. Uh, Maybe Little Mermaid or something. Yes. Well, part of it is unteaching what they thought they knew. Yes. And I think that's probably true in lots of things, too, in a, in a church environment or a Bible environment. Sometimes we have to unlearn what we thought we knew because God's showing us new innovations to his words because, you know, his the Bible is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but it has different nuances and different depths. And a yes. musician and a singer and even a presenter or performer, uh, they have a comfort zone but they dare not go above it or below it or around it. And your your job is to decide where the, let Holy Spirit instruct you on the, the depth and broadness of who they are and set them free. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, because each person, we're so individual. Yes. And each person needs direct um, one-on-one lessons 
as far as how to maybe get rid of some old uh, concepts or uh, predispositions and uh, obtain new, really good techniques that are going to help them to sing easily and naturally to the best of their ability. And most of the time, that's opposite of what they're thinking it needs to be. Say that again. Yes, it's opposite. <laughs> Upside down. <laughs> well, you know, I, I love this because I like to, when I come together to San Diego, I like to use the analogies that people use on their topic, and I like to broaden it out and say, what this person is saying is true with you in that context, but it's also, a, a, there's a broader truth there as well. And I think, you know, we are so used to becoming uh, what we think is a good Christian, and we step back and we go, I've missed the mark on so many things right now, and God wants us, because we're in vital times right now, yes. and he wants us to get the fullness of his intent. Yes, and so, definitely. What are we going to talk about in the, like, the next segments and things like that? Okay, well, I, have, uh, I stayed up a while last night <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to be sure and get everything right. Mm-hmm. And so the first was uh, my journey into singing. Yes. And uh, then we'll go from there. Okay. Well, so, we've only got a few moments left in this segment, so we're going to deal with your journey. But I, my, I want you to pay attention, my listening friend. I want this to be an inspiration for you. It may be an inspiration for you musically, and you may just start singing like you've never sung before. You may want to talk to Susan, and we'll give you her address and a way that you can communicate with her. Or this may inspire you to broaden your uh, tent pegs and other things as well. All these things are good. All these things are godly. And listen to Holy Spirit. Yeah. All these things may be Holy Spirit whispering to you and say, this was the radio show I was hoping you'd listen to because <laughs> it's going to set you free. Yes. So we're going to talk a little bit about your journey, Susan Fisher, and then we're going to use that as a springboard into all the journeys of all the people that are listening. And my listening friend, get ready, not only for you, but for your children and for people that you know in your life and in your lifestyle, because this could be the broadcast that sets you free. And Susan and I will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And welcome back, my friends. I hope you're anticipating that this program is going to inspire you into higher and deeper and greater greatness. That's my thought. Our uh, our co-host for this show is Susan Fisher, and she has a a, a ministry website called Suz Songbird S U Z Songbird S O N G B I R D dot com. Uh, it's great to have you. So, what would somebody find when they went to this? Uh, the website, website okay. Suze, S-U-Z, songbird.com. What would they find there? They would find me under the uh, name Epiphany Voice and Music. Yes. And uh, somebody hijacked my URL, so I had to change it yes. to Suze Songbird. Uh, but it has um, my bio. It has uh, some um, videos of my students singing, yes. mm-hmm. um, playing guitar, some singing their own um, pieces, and one of my student, uh, Anastasia Dillon Gastelum, she started with me when she was eight, and she now has an operatic career. That's what she chose. Oh, my. But my students choose what genre they want to go into. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the other student that's on there singing and playing guitar, she's now at Berkeley School of Music headlining a Stevie Wonder um, gig. So 
Oh, my, doing my, great my. stuff. That's yeah. fantastic. Uh-huh. Now, when I look through your stuff, some of the stuff is just actually the, the, you know, you, the musical component, but another part of it is uh, in presentations, like uh, musical presentations and things like that. Uh, and, and so you, you're instructing a person that may be just how to sing a few songs, but, I mean, you're preparing them to go deeper and, and greater in many different facets. Yes, definitely. Um, we, we work on, number one, the placement of the sound yes. that, so they can sing correctly. Their placement is first most important thing. Then their breathing and support because people want to breathe up and into the shoulders. And we have no lungs in our shoulders. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're so, in the anatomy as well. Yes. I like yes. that. Yes. And we sing from the inside of our, I tell my little students, use your smellers to mm. sing. So you open up and sing in that area. Mm-hmm. So the, the technique is of number one most paramount yes. importance. Then we work on relaxing. We work on uh, getting over stage fright and singing in front of other people, confidence. Um, so it, it all works together because a lot of my students sing in musical theater productions, yes. and that's how they've gotten their start, which is so much fun for them. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit about uh, Susan's journey, okay. uh, and then we're going to segue into one of the things I wanted to spend a little bit of time. You know, uh, there's a difference between secular mentality versus mm-hmm. a Christ-centered music and worship mentality. I mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about that differentiation. And if a person understands that, it will help them define who— Some people are actually called to the secular market right. with, an, with anointed songs, and some mm-hmm. people are called into a— Christian or a religious market with uh, different kinds of songs. So yes. ha- having them understand what their calling is will really help them not be confused about flip-flopping here and there when they're really this kind of singer and not that kind of singer. Definitely, so, what they're called to. Yeah, what they're called to. So yeah. a little bit more you know, about so your, first, your journey. First and, and then foremost, we'll jump into the other. I started out uh, wanting to sing in the church choir. Um, I had not had any instruction of any kind. I think I was uh, seven or eight. And um, it was one time I sang and I started to faint because I wasn't breathing the right way. Oh, my. And the director had to take me over to the side and open one of those smelling salts uh-huh. in order to revive me. Oh so my. I didn't try singing for quite a long time after that. So and finally, it, it, uh, I started to play guitar in junior high school and high school. I was, uh, had a great instructor in junior high, and he taught us uh, something about composition by having us listen to Beatles music. Uh-huh. And he says, okay, this is section A, this is B, this is A, B. So we learned the basics of songwriting through him uh, playing Beatles songs. For oh, us. Is that right? That's great. And then we sang really wonderful um, sacred music and other Bartok and Oh, gosh, lots of other things. And then a cappella choir in high school. And finally, I started taking lessons in college. And that was what made all the difference. I found out I had perfect pitch, which I had I didn't know. What does that mean? Perfect pitch. I thought pitch. that meant you played baseball. <laughs> uh, perfect pitch means that you can hear a note in your head. And you can uh, duplicate it. You, you hit it. Uh-huh. And I can hear a song in my head and start out in the right key. Yes. Now, that's called perfect relative pitch because my music theory is not the best. People who know music theory really well, you say, hit an A, and they can do that. So basically, I can as well, but um, my perfect pitch is within the song and you know, hearing in my head and sure. harmonizing all that. Yes, yes. 
Okay, so that's part of the journey. When you realize who you are and what you can do, it kind of helps formulate your future. Right, and I can draw that out yes. of my students and let them know, okay, you've got a beautiful singing voice there. Let's let's open you up. Let's bring it out. And, and I think it's important for students to know that they have something to work with. Yes. And that to have that encouragement and um, that you're not just saying it to say it. Exactly. That, that you're... It's truthful, and you're using integrity with how you teach. Yes. Well, you know, my wife, <clears throat> she's got a beautiful singing voice, but she says, I can't sing. And I said, I hear you. You can sing. You can carry a tune very nicely. Uh-huh. And so she's got to get it in her brain so that she can and have a little bit more boldness. Well, that's the thing is I hear that can't word yeah. <laughs> comes out of every single student. And I is that them, right? Okay. Can't is the four-letter word. Oh, my. We never say can't. Of course you can't. We just will work to get there. Yes. So, but if we tell ourselves we can instead of we can't, that's the renewing of the mind that God wants to work with. Yes. And this applies to other things as well. Absolutely. I mean, it really does. I mean, right now the church is in a position where we can't, we can't say I can't anymore. We have to say, God, if you want me to do this, you empower me by Holy Spirit and let's do this thing. Yes. So there, there's a real willingness to be able to do these things more than ever before, especially in these times as they are today. That's right. That boldness. That and boldness. that really, God's calling us to to have that boldness, to step out in that boldness, to open our voices, to speak out. We've been muzzled yes. for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And um, this has been the year of the pay. P-E-Y. Uh, right. Yes. And it's, it's coming out. to a close. Well, the, yeah. word, the, the year of the mouth. And with the mouth, that's how we make our sound. Yes. That's how we breathe everything. And if that is stifled, I believe that that is such has been such a huge enemy tactic is to muzzle everybody. It, exactly. And that we we have to be politically correct. We can't offend anybody. All these things. It's like, okay, no, that's not scriptural. And we do have the First Amendment. So <laughs> yeah, well, at least in theory we do. Yes. Looking around now, you go. And we need to exercise I it. We did. Exactly. Right? There but you go. Truth in love, always. There you see. There's the other component as well. That love part. Yes. And sometimes for we people that are warrior minded like me, the love part, I go, we'll deal with that after we deal right? with the challenge. Yeah. No, but I'm, God's showing me how to mingle love and compassion within the being a warrior and having yes. the warrior mentality. Yes. So a uh, little bit more about your, your journey singing, then we will have about uh, three or four minutes left to talk about okay. the other component about secular versus uh, All right. know, Christ-centered music. I studied with um, a wonderful um, soprano from originally from Taiwan, China, mm-hmm. who moved to the United States, and she went to Juilliard, and I had the, um, the opportunity to work with her for two years. I went to her. Um, when I w- started going to Diablo Valley College in the San Francisco Bay Area where I grew up in Walnut Creek. And I went to her because I wanted to learn to sing like Joni Mitchell. Oh, my. Yes. <laughs> and so she was the one, you know, uh, anyway, that, that I was aspiring to. And I learned how to sing like that and even grew more because Anita had me singing Italian arias and all kinds oh of my. other things. So my voice was able to grow and expand in ways where I could sing whatever genre I chose. I loved folk songs, and so I was able to play my guitar and sing and even write my own songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you talk about different musicians, and you want to have a sound kind of like them. Well, one of the things is a lot of those people are secular 
uh, musicians right, and things right. like that. And then you have the other side of the equation, which is a, a Christ-centered uh, music and worship, uh, worship and that kind of thing. How do you differentiate between the two? And, you know, I think, you know, when you, back in the 60s and so forth, when there were a lot of singers that came out of the church environment and they did their, started doing their own thing, yeah. I say that the church made a big mistake in saying, you know, sorry, the, that that kind of music does not fit here. Instead of saying they should have said, you know, the lyrics you have there may not fit here, but the actual, your heart cry and that, that style of music can fit here. Yes. And so w- when that happens, all the stuff that went away out of the church in to do their own secular thing could have still remained Christ-like and it could have changed the dynamics of music. That's right. That's right. And so much music, I believe, is inspired by God. Yes. Um, I did have somebody tell me uh, that um, Handel's Messiah was given to him in a dream. He woke up from the dream and wrote the whole thing note for note from the dream that he oh, was given by God. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. I believe that that's happening in these days, too. Yes. Um, in fact, I'm fairly certain this happened and is happening to and through you as well. Because that's how God works. Yes. You know, I have this this musical thought and Maybe in the middle of the night, you grab your little recorder and you think, Oh, I've done and you're that. Back to sleep again. And in the car, <laughs> I'm so glad we have a recording uh, capability with our phones yeah. because I'd be in the car and I would get this melody download. Yes. And now I can just record it with my phone. I love it. And then you can go back and then fine tune it and flesh it out. Yeah. So give, a, give us kind of a word of wisdom when it comes to secular music versus. Uh, uh, Christian music, or if, if there's nothing, I mean, if you uh, give me a statement that we can use to kind of springboard. Well, um, I've got this written down that I've noticed when vocalizing without the Spirit of God being involved, the experience tends to be performance-oriented. When we sing in worship or with songs that glorify the Lord, we're directly connected, connect, excuse me, connected with our Creator. And I put, there's nothing like it, and it doesn't get any better than singing accompanied by the angelic. Oh, my. I love that. You know, one of the things uh, that we need to pay close attention to is the difference between performance and Holy Spirit-driven directives. Exactly. And it's the same thing in every facet of church life and living. Exactly. So, so my listening friend, we're going to spend more time talking about this subject. We're going to relate it to other things as we continue. But uh, performance, eh, but heartfelt worship, worship yes. is different. I, I would rather go into a service or actually have friends that aren't performing with everything that they say, you know, and going, <clears throat> I'm working on my comedy skit, so here we... <laughs> uh, no, I, I like to have somebody who is heartfelt going from the heart. And, you know, even if they stumble here or there, to me, that is more genuine, and I'll bring those kind of people on the show Definitely. more than I'll bring somebody who's well-known for their presentation and right. performance That's because it. I'm looking for Holy Spirit-driven stuff, and you, my listening friend, should as well. We're going to talk about that as we dive into other topics as well. As well. I'm with Susan Fisher, and she's a remarkable musician, but she also is one who can help inspire you into greater fields in endeavors that God has told you to do. We're going to do that, Susan, on the next segments. Is that okay? You bet. Guess what, my friend? Susan Fisher and Kaz will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. 
Well, my friend, we are back. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I got to be careful because she'll say, you know, you kind of missed that note just a little <laughs> bit. With Susan Fisher, she's a, um, a remarkable uh, music-related lady. She's the one who really in- enjoys instructing people on how their sound has a greater power than they have even imagined, and that oftentimes transitions itself or relates itself into musically speaking or just maybe even speaking as well. Yes. Susan, let's talk a little bit about uh, a topic here that I had, had made note of it. Um, the, a person's identity in Christ uh, has everything to do with uh, how they voice that identity. And, yes. you know, we're talking about songs and things like that, but in a, in a literal sense in other ways, too, how they voice their identity without singing as well. How, it's basically voicing your identity so that people can understand your Christ-like character. Yes. But this is very valid in music as well. Talk a little bit about that. Well, um, being that we're believers in Christ, yes. we know that we are created by God. And he put a special DNA in each one of us. So like fingerprints, there are no two voices alike. Ooh. And um, I have heard that throughout the, uh, the ages, uh, through uh, many of the, um, oh, what do you call them? Well, prophets, some yeah. prophets mm-hmm. and other people, um, that they have said that it's thought that our identity and that how we're recognized in heaven is by the sound that we create as individuals. Ooh, that's so a prov- it's really profound, provocative thought. Yes, and uh, if we think of how things are created um, on an atomic level, atoms are always moving. Yes, right. So um, in our bodies and in our with our DNA, everything, everything's moving. So we vibrate. Mm-hmm. Everything vibrates, and we as individuals have vibration. So. Um, so that's one of the ways that you can think about it is that uh, because we have these individual voices, that's one of the things that I tap into with my students is to allow them to bring their own individual voices out so they aren't sounding like people that they're singing with all the time. Ooh. So they're sounding like themselves, yeah. genuinely sounding like who God created them to be. Okay, but now let's say you're in a choir or something like that, and there are just notes, and the, and the conductor is asking you to sing those notes. But you're saying because of the person's resonance, when I sing a note and you sing that very same note, is there's a little different frequency or a little different tonal value to it? Yes. And when you put those together, you have a harmony. godly harmony. Yes, harmony. Or if you sing in unison, um, you uh, another voice added to one voice will change what's known in the music realm as the color of the sound. Oh. So there are kind of colors that go along with certain sounds, um, with harmonies. Um, it just creates all kinds of wonderful layers of mm-hmm. sounds and colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we can get into talking about singing in the spirits. Oh, I love with that. With this and, and with the angelic. And uh, when we get into that, we can uh, open up and sing and just have um, our sound come out with the, those others in the room with us. And then eventually, if you're just singing out and singing in tandem with others, just singing in our prayer language, yes. um, uh, the angelic will join in. And eventually you can hear notes that you've never heard before. Oh, my. Notes that are so high that no human voice can hit and so low 
that no human voice can. So you've it. heard this? Oh yes. Happen and yes. it happens frequently. Well, it depends on who you're being led by. Oh my! <laughs> so that is with you know within certain um, conventions that I've been to, certain teachers, yes. um, that kind of thing. So, um, but with the the students that I have, I really encourage them to sound like who they are instead of. Um, if you have a good ear, you're going to mm-hmm. kind of sound like the person you're singing along with. Mm-hmm. That's the propensity. Um, but my job is to allow them to get in touch with the voice that is particularly theirs instead of sounding so much like these artists that they're sure. singing along with. You know, there are a lot of people that are friends of mine that are, love music and things like that. They say they're looking for a new sound, uh-huh. a new sound. And I, it sounds like, it, to me, when you describe that, the new sound is each person being whom they've been called to be. Exactly. And having God blend those together, and all of a sudden somebody goes, in, in an environment where people are doing worship and praise, they go, I've never heard that before. Uh-huh. And that's a Holy Spirit thing where <clears throat> Holy Spirit is just wooing people with a, a sound like they've never heard before. Yes. And it w- works with individuals as well and what they speak. If, I, you know, if I'm a teacher or a, a, a speaker or something like that, and I have another person who has a similar anointing, when they put us together and God blends my points of view with their points of view, it's a new sound, it's a new message. Sometimes we're you know, try, trying to hedge our own, this is me and I'm protecting that. No, no, no. The more we blend with other people, there's going to be a new sound and that's... Uh, true in music, and it's true in ministry as well, isn't it? Yes, it is. And that's where we're called to worship together. Ooh. Uh, when we worship together, it's just uh, there's nothing like it. I, I love that. Well, And a little later on, I think we're going to talk about that from a heavenly point of view. Mm-hmm. Aren't we? I didn't I notice that we were going to talk about that a little later on. Uh-huh. I love that. You know, this, this opens up such a, a, a broad perspective here. You know, <clears throat> a lot of people and... You know, you go to church and you go, well, we're going to listen to the pastor, we're going to listen to the worship and praise, and then we're going to leave. Each opportunity, forsake not the assembly, it says in Hebrews, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, so much the more as you see the day approaching. But what happens, there is a a a concerto that happens as you voice your point of view with somebody else. But the whole thing is it has to be in harmony with one another because that discord is oftentimes where we get to into an argumentative mode. Oh, no, no, no. Right, exactly. (laughs) And that that harmony, um, when one person's voice or thought comes in and someone else says yes and... And yes, they, and instead of no, but right, yes, and and it dovetails. <laughs> <laughs> and, I love that. Yes, and so um, that's that's the same with singing. Is that uh, that's why we come together? It's important to gather together with worship, and not just to watch things on YouTube or watch things on a screen. It really is important to gather together because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's right, singing through us, and and as we worship. We can just sense and feel the spirit of God open us up, crack us wide open, oh, and just um, you know make a joyful noise to the oh, Lord yes. and and just uh, be bold. Yes, you know one of the things that I I caution people about when I do worship work, workshops, basically I basically open it up and I say, "What is Holy Spirit telling you?" And now, how would it sound musically? And they go, "I don't know how to sing." I say, "I don't care whether you know how to sing. I want you to exercise." You know, n- nobody's recording this or nobody really cares that much. I want you to just manifest who you are and we'll fine tune the details about the presentation of the thing maybe later. But when, when, 
people get together and they do this. I've never had an environment where it's always the same sound, the same uh, feeling, that, that, because it's always different people. That's right. And when you are set free, all of a sudden they go, this is a remarkable experience. You know, that may have been a little out of tune there. This may, But <clears throat> you're learning to blend with other people, and all that other stuff is adjustable. That's right. And we're told in Scripture, he or she yes. who is free in Christ is free indeed. Ooh. And in order to experience that freedom, we have to let go of ourselves and just go for it. Yes, yes, yes. And so open that sound. It sounds to me like when you're teaching people, they may do a little miss, miss note here or key there. But when you start to see how this all comes together, that's something you can work with. That's and and right. if a person is so rigid, you go, they're going to be a tough sell. Well, that and <laughs> and I let them know too that if you don't make what you think are mistakes, you will not learn. Oh my, say so that again. If you don't what make what you think are mistakes, you won't learn because what you learn from those mistakes and they're not anything bad. It's just that journey and that learning process. And so by I tell them, make as many mistakes as you as you can as you want to. Oh You're free to make my. mistakes. Oh and when you give them that carte blanche, so to speak, then they're free to sing however it comes out. Yes. And that's when they can bring it together and tune up oh, and find it. their voice. We're going to talk a little bit more about that as well. And I, there's going to be, in the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about the power of worship warfare and define what that is. But my listening friend, I want to uh, remind you of an upcoming um, event uh, through KPRZ. Uh, if you want to get into their KPRZ mobile app, I want to encourage you to do that, to take you know KPRZ every place you go. Mm-hmm. And you can go uh, to the... KPRZ app. It's free in the Google Play and Google and the App Store. You can download the KPRZ uh, KPRZ app from your Play or App station. Do that right now. So my listening friend, we're going to talk more about this topic, this remarkable topic. And you, you know, this has always been, Susan, one of my favorite topics about the power of worship and worship warfare. Yes. My listening friend, we need to get into worship warfare so that when God inhabits our praises, he can take care of the problem. That's right. Can we talk more about that in yes. the next segment? My listening friend, uh, Joy, having Susan Fisher and her music point of view as we dive into things like worship warfare when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Hello, 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 my friends. You know, uh, if you visit this show or you join this show often, you know I spend a lot of time uh, with worship-related topics because, in my estimation, worship is really, really the key no matter what, you know, if you're apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, if you're a believer, any facet, worship is the thing that connects you with the, with the Holy Spirit of God, which connects you with the throne room. And if you use that as your launching pad, then anything that you do has that le- that level of Holy Spirit excellence within it. And my, my co-host for this entire two hours uh, is Susan Fisher, and we're going to talk a little bit about musical things because that's who she is, that's what she does. <laughs> You know, I kind of set the stage, Susan, in the previous segment to talk a little bit about the power of worship warfare. Yes. And we're in a time where, you know, in the natural you go, oh, 
I need to stand against that person, but it, our warfare is different. It's not carnal, That's and right. this is going to carry much more impact. Uh, so talk a little bit about worship warfare. My listening friend, if you get anything in this show, beware of worship warfare and how you can use this to impact the enemy like no other person can. Yes. Susan? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, worship is warfare seems to be an odd concept to most people. Um, but actually, God tells us in Scripture over 400 times, 400 times. to sing. Oh, my. Yes. So he tells us to sing. And... Um, and so many times in throughout the, the scriptures and in the Old Testament and um, the battles that they had, the worshipers led the army into battle, which brought God's host of angels to fight with them. And as I said, um, you know, before during the break, who can win over That's God's right. army on earth? That reminds me of Jehoshaphat and I think Second Chronicles. Yes. I mean, it's so remarkable. Yes. And that is where um, I believe that uh, is that. Excuse me, Elisha, where he, um, you know, he prayed and, yeah, and uh, yes. God's people saw the heavenly host filling the hills with angelic horses and chariots of fire. <laughs> this battle was won in many miraculous and supernatural ways. And the enemy hates worship because it immediately brings God's presence and angelic into our midst. I love it. So who can, who can win over God's army and angels. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. If you're a worshiper, then you have the key to victory. Yes. Might be a song in there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think there's a few songs yeah, like yeah, that. Exactly. But yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why he, uh, the, why the enemy comes after us and against us um, that are worshipers. Yes. And uh, a lot of times we have trials of many kinds, sure. as the word tells us. Um, but he's already defeated. Yes. So we just sing out and sing uh, and speak out and uh, speak out in victory and also in boldness. Okay. Knowing the authority that he's given us because he lives in us. So we open our mouths and let the Holy Spirit use us as his instruments with our individual voices. And that breaks chains and breaks, brings down strongholds. And sets people free. It does. And that's warfare. It's warfare. And, you know, one of the things, a lot of Christians, if they've been a Christian for any length of time, they know that God inhabits the praises, the praises of his, of his people. people. Right. But the application of that may be far removed from them. They know that in theory. <clears throat> but what happens if you use worship and praise? You know, you have a, a something negative is coming against you. Try worshiping and praising and see how God dissolves that. I mean, literally. Exactly. And he says for us to worship him in spirit and in truth. Mm. And when that's happening, the Holy Spirit is in the midst of that worship. And that's where the deliverance, the war is won. The battle is won. And we just keep after it and keep after it and keep after it and don't let up. And that's we have to be bold to do that. Yes. And you said it is in... Um, John chapter four, worshiping him in spirit and in truth. There's a two two facets of that, and a lot of people they may do one, but they just don't do the other. I worship him in truth. In other words, I'm using the scripture and I'm just singing the scripture, and there you go. But where's the spiritual component to that? There's a there's the you know there's spoken there's the written word that you may be declaring, but there's also the spiritual word behind the spoken word. And if you can be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and sing both of them uh, in your song. Uh, then, then you're worshiping him in spirit and in truth, and the enemy he can't deal with that. 
That's he can't right. deal with that. And that's true worship. Yes. And that's the difference between performance-oriented well singing said. and um, singing in worship when we're in the presence of God and and moved by the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us. That's very good. So what would you say to a person that's going, you know, I am looking at the news or I, I have an anxiety about, you know, this thing is going to be happening. I'm, I'm reading things about these things and it makes me frightful and concerned. One of the main keys to actually uh, empower you and empower God through you would be worshiping and praising him in spirit and in truth. So talk just a little bit about it. We have a couple of minutes left in this segment. This could be the key to the anxiety or the concern that you're facing about these things, worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth, and just watch and see what happens. Wouldn't that be true, yes, Susan Fisher? absolutely. I would say the first thing I counseled with this with somebody about two and a half years ago, and they said, turn off the news. <laughs> so that yeah. was the number one yeah, there you thing. Go. <laughs> and then as we play worship music, and sometimes uh, different instruments will move people, um, you know, if we're playing it in our in our environment in our home, um, and voices. If we put on songs that we love and that move us and minister to us, we sing along That's with those right. songs and just sing out. Yes. And and let that resonance that we create yes. with our voices set us free and in turn sets other people free. That's as right. Well. And the other piece of the equation is you don't even have to hear something uh, on a radio or in a song per se. God can give you that song exactly. yourself and be bold. I mean, be bold. You're created for such a time as this. You're created and you have a special song. You have a special countenance. And one of your chores when you meet with people is to help them discover what their countenance is, what their sound is. And it's never going to be exactly like anybody else. That's right. Because they're individuals. God has made us each completely individual. Yes. So. And so that would be a good starting definition of worship warfare. That's right. And would you encourage people to actually, you know, when they get anxious about something like that, break into worship and praise? And it doesn't even have to be a song that, you know, I heard this at church. No, no. You heard it by Holy Spirit. Built it out. That's right. And <laughs> singing a cappella is Ooh. great, especially if we get in, in traffic and we turn down or off the radio. Yes. And uh, maybe there are commercials or whatever. And we start singing oh, and worshiping it. and singing out instead of cursing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he wants the blessings, blessings and worship yes, to come yes. forth from us rather than cursing. That's so very that's going to break, you, you know, break it, the atmosphere. Changes. Yes, yes, yes. You know, my listening friend, I'm going to, before we go to the next segment, I'm going to ask Susan to give me her website again, and then I'll share a little website from me as well. And then I'll. I'll give you a little clue about the things we're going to talk about in the next segment, in the next hour. So sure. website for you again. Okay. It's Suze Songbird, S-U-Z songbird.com. Yes. And it will take you to my business website, which is Epiphany Voice and Music. Yes. And, uh, you and there you go. get all the information. And enjoy yourself. Yeah. And by the way, my listening friend, you know, of late, they've given me a website where you can actually communicate with me personally and say, Kaz, love the show, hate the show, make an adjustment here, or I have an idea for a show. I love to get those things because uh, it, it helps me bring together God's kids because you know the name of the show, Come Together San Diego. Yes. But the website, write this down, or you can remember it all by yourself, and that is Come Together San Diego at kprz.com. I mean, it's pretty simple. So uh, suz, S-U-Z, songbird.com. 
and come together San Diego at kprz.com. You can get a hold of Susan and you can get a hold of Kaz just like that. We're going to talk a little bit more about God's plan for uh, bringing heaven to earth and earth to heaven Mm -hmm. and having him meet us in between when Susan and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. I'll tell the world. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome back to the second hour of Come Together San Diego. It goes quickly. Susan Fisher is my co-host, and we're talking about music and how that relates to you inside and out. Hi, Susan Fisher. Hello, Kat. We, we've had a good time so far, but we've only just begun our discussions. Yes. You know, one of the topics we teased in the last hour was what does it look like? What does it sound like? What is it like about heaven and earth coming together? Yes. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to bring heaven to earth, and he wants to have earth come to into the heavenlies as well and have that new sound as a result of that meshing together of we we earth-born people and the heavenlies coming together is remarkable and uh, talk a little bit about how god desires us to have heaven and earth come together in yes. what ways what does that sound like well and he looked like the lord um instructed us in the lord's prayer yes. on earth as, as it, it is, is in heaven and i think of it as in earth we're Ooh, earthen vessels very good so in us earthen vessel, we earthen vessels, as it is in heaven, and so when we sing and we we worship, in spirit and truth, as we've talked about, it opens heaven up, and we're able to partner with the spirit of God, and also with the angelic. Yes, and uh, it brings those angels and open heaven portals. You've heard people talk about yes. portals. Um, all of these things are. Spiritualists have been, you know, talking through the ages about these things, but a lot of people shy away from it yes. because they think it's new age. Yet, all throughout the Bible, there is all of this spoken about. Well, so talk a little bit more about the portals thing. You know, I've been every once in a while you get into an environment where it's naturally supernatural and supernaturally natural yes. all combined together, yes. and you. You know, I've been in environments when I, I thought I heard things that were not actually coming from the mouths of the people that were singing. That's, Is that possible? Oh, yes. And when we sing in the spirit um, and we really get into um, times when we're singing with our worship language, our, our, our prayer language, um, and uh, we're allowed to just sing forth with other people in groups, that's when... A, Heaven just opens up, the angelic uh, come and are present, and those sounds that we don't usually hear that are heavenly, it's mm-hmm. literally celestial, um, that manifests. So ha- heaven literally manifests on earth through our worship, through the sound that we make, because we make vibrations, yes. as we talked about, with our voices. And so these vibrations, it's, it, it causes that open heaven where we're partnering with the angelic, we're partnering with Holy Spirit, we're partnering with God as in the throne room. And um, it's someplace that is so wonderful when we're in, in the presence and the glory of the Lord is there and the Spirit of the Lord is, is orchestrating everything. Yeah. It's someplace that you don't want to leave. 
You just want to stay there forever. It's so, like being in heaven. So what would you say are the biggest restraints from that happening? Uh, people not having the freedom to be what, what God's calling them to be, or maybe it's uh, somebody who says, you know, we've got a church service to do here. We don't have time for this. I mean, right. what, what is the thing to keep, that's keeping us from having that, those portals happening more frequently? Yes, I would say um, unbelief yeah. is the biggie. Um, also, time constraints, as you have mentioned. Um, uh, also, um, self-consciousness. Ooh. If we can, you know, I mean, it's, it's in the phrase, self-consciousness. No, we need to be conscious of God. Yes, and selfless. And, and, and get out of the way of self, yes, you know. Good. And so if we get out of ourselves and just come into the presence, then that's a wonderful way to get over that. Oh, my. Yeah. So... so uh, you know, I'm looking at the world, and there's challenges in the world. Really, the only solution to the world's problem is the Lord and His kids listening to Holy Spirit and being obedient to the Spirit. Yes. Uh, because you know the enemy has strategies for us it, to get us thinking about earthly things only and not heavenly things. Then He's got us. But if we can blend earthly things with heavenly things, there's a new dynamic, and He doesn't. He can't handle that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and He cannot stay. In the presence of worship, a that's, true worship, um, because, because he was cast out of it. That's right. He was he because was, of pride. He was thrown out of heaven, <laughs> so he doesn't want to be in that heavenly realm with us Ooh. as we're singing and we hear the angelic singing with us and all those tones that we don't usually hear yes. in the earthly um, corporal realm. Yes. So, do you feel okay right now with praying over our listeners and just saying, "Lord, cause this." dynamic of earth and heaven worship, this dynamic, this portal to open up more and more. We're, we're on Saturday, and so the Sunday many people are doing worship in their own church environments. Uh, maybe pray over San Diego County and that this portal opens up during the worship services all over the county. Yes. I mean, wouldn't that be Absolutely. remarkable? Lay yeah. it on us. Okay. <laughs> Father in heaven, we come before you in your Son, Jesus Christ's holy name, and we ask you, Holy Spirit, to just blow through the entire county of San Diego, through every heart, every mind, every soul, every person in San Diego County, Lord God. We just ask that uh, in spirit and truth that you would teach your children to to worship, to open up and to be open um, with of the things that you have for us. You want these things for us. You want all good things that come from you to bless us as your children. And you have only good things for your children. So, Lord, we just pray and ask that you would open the eyes of our hearts and our minds and our mouths and our voices. Lord, open our voices that we may just sing out unencumbered, yeah. uninhibited, and that you would just be glorified, mm-hmm. manifest, mm-hmm. and break through and come down and just break through everything and take over, Lord oh, God. Oh, yes, yes. In Jesus' holy name. In Jesus' holy name. You know, I have friends in a lot of different worship, a lot of different church environments, and the worship, I, I spent a lot of time with the worship team, just really encouraging them. You know, <clears throat> they may have song music, but there's also a, a chorus or there's a break between, you know, when, when there's just a musical interlude there, and that may be a time if Holy Spirit gives you something, I, I encourage them, lay it out there. And somebody may come up to you after the service and go, I've never heard that lyric before. And you say, neither had I. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden, there's a level of freedom that has not been experienced before. And I, I, one of the things that I see is worship and praise. Let's say 
one of the things San Diego has been known for over the decades recently of late is that um, they, you have different worship people getting together from different denominations, and we would do 724 worship and praise yeah. things going on here. And to me, I, I was intimately involved in those things because it really redefines relationships. You know, I have friends from all these different godly denominations all over the place, and the thing that binds us together is our joint worship. That's right. And so that's really the great neutralizer. And I think if, you know, uh, in, in church environments, we allow that neutralizer to come together, let the worship team set the pace. I'd love to have a, a pastor go, you do worship, and I'll preach what the nuance of the worship is. Yes. Oh. That happens. I mean, come yeah, on. <laughs> that happens. And I would encourage the, the listeners to just be open. If God gives you a tune, a song in your heart, oh, yes. whatever it might be, sing it out. Yes. And just let it go and, and even record on your phone or whatever. Whether There's no one that has a bad voice. I'm just going to say that. Say that again. There is no, no one, one that, that has, has a, a bad, bad voice. voice. We all have wonderful individual voices. Everyone can sing, and that thought needs to just leave people that we that you can't sing. We can all sing. I love that. I'm a, one of my pastors in the earlier days who was instructing me in the Tabernacle of David and things like that. When we did worship services and things like that, he said, "He said if you can say it, you can you can sing, sing it." it. And so, Amen. I mean, he gave us that freedom, and we had Song of the Lord's things going on all the time. And there was that there was that uh, what do you what, what do you call it the, the heaven and earth intermingling right. more often than one would think. And I, I actually saw him actually formulate his message after the worship kind of uh, illustrated the direction. You know, a lot of pastors, they go, you know, I've been working on this sermon for, you know, hours and days and oh, the entire week, and I need to deliver it. But I've seen environments where Holy Spirit just kind of takes over, and I, I, I'm attending some of these church environments where they go, you know, I'm changing the nuance a little bit here. And that's remarkable that's good. because because it's no longer my message anymore. It's Holy Spirit's message through us. That's and how song we and music. grow. And Come I, on. I would say um, to the listeners, just receive the freedom that God has given us. Yes. It is uh, for freedom that Christ has set us free. So oh, be free. I love it. Be free. Be free. Be free. Yeah. You know, my listening friend, what we're going to do sets the stage for the content of the next uh, segment. Uh, we're going to talk about spiritual DNA and what that really looks like and what that sounds like. But I, I want you, my listening friend, I want you to rethink the whole idea of worship and praise. It's not a, a, a prelude to the teaching. It is actually, you know, the Bible talks about your, you know, worshiping and praising uh, in in the book of Revelation uh, at the throne room. And it's not setting up a, a, a preacher's message. It is eternal. And so if we get that different mindset about worship and praise, then we can use the spiritual DNA that God has given us to really impact things like never before. That's right. The, the church environment, as we've seen it, uh, is waning because God's saying, I want my churches back more than ever before. And would you say, Susan, that worship and praise is a major key to that? Amen. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. So when we come back, would you mind talking a little bit about spiritual DNA and what that might mean to our listening friends? Yes, that'd be great. You I'd heard it to. first, my friends. Susan Fisher going to talk about spiritual DNA when we come right back. We will come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. 
Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends. What an exciting show. And it ties in with your personal voice. You know, the one that you carry with you when you're in the shower. And you sing. It sounds pretty good with that echo system that's built into the shower system. But in your car and somebody's looking at you as they drive by and you, you're a little embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Yeah, roll down your window and let them hear as you zip on by or as they zip on by. Because you know what? God, you know, what we're going to be doing for eternity, we're going to be worshiping and praising. That's right. A lot of these other things that we think we do that we can't live without on a day-to-day basis on this earth, those are basically irrelevant in the heavenly places. It's worship and praise and God showing himself off to and through you. And we need to learn that now because the time is coming when we're going to spend eternity with the Lord in a different way than we are now. My guest and co-host for this entire two hours is Susan Fisher. She's a remarkable lady, S-U-Z Songbird, SuzSongbird.com. And, you know, uh, I had fun with you in this, in you know, the first hour and, and or so. Now we're going to expand on that. My listening friend, I hope you're paying attention because the nuances and the insights that she's giving you not only are applicable in worship and praise, but in life and living. Right, Susan? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, you know, we talked about a topic about spiritual DNA, and I'm just excited for you to tell me your point of view on spiritual DNA. Come on, Susan. Fisher. Yes. Well, we are spirit beings, yes. and we are corporal or fleshly beings. Yes. Um, but the spirit is what God breathes into us when we are born. You see that baby take that first breath, you know, and um, it's that breath of life, yes, literally. Yeah. And um, there are new scientific motivations and discoveries being explored, which uses DNA mm-hmm. to heal our body. Say that again. Okay. D- our DNA can heal our body, and the way they use it, the way they, they formulate this is with a new computer program where they take a person's DNA, yeah. they have this special program, they um, input it into the computer, and it um, records or comes out as a recording of different tones, different sounds, mm. different, uh, you know, what we hear and everything. Uh, and it's it comes out as a spirit melody. My. Uh, at what, what our DNA consists of. And that, that and impacts healing? And w- w- tell it, me what that does. Exactly. Um, what they do is they take that um, melody, that song, and those those harmonics, whatever comes out, yes. um, and they record it. Then they give it to people who have um, really serious illnesses and um, have the people play it back over and over and listen to it constantly. And because it was taken from their DNA that God put in them mm-hmm. at the moment of conception and who he created them to be, the sound brings their body back into alignment with their DNA. Oh, I love it. So that the body can heal. Now, I'm going to just make a little divergence here on that. That that that's, it seems so right and true in my heart of hearts. But the enemy is taking that strategy and he's putting false DNA elements into a human body and yes. is and is destroying the human body while God's plan is our very DNA has healing components within it and if we know how to allow God through Holy Spirit to apply that godly 
in a godly way, it's magnificent. But the enemy, <clears throat> how do I want to say, they like to uh, do counterfeits. And this is one of the things that's leading to tremendous danger and sickness in many people's lives these days. And that aggravates me more than you know, oh, Susan. It yes. aggravates me more than yes. you know. And because God's plan is pure and holy, and the enemy likes to come in and tweak pure and holy and make it impure and unholy. Yes, and anything that God uh, does is going to be perfect yes. and full of life. What man tries to do where he is playing God yes. and tampers with who God creates us to be is not going to work. Yes. And that uh, applies to, um, say, modifying our foods, GMOs, oh modifying the water, the, what's going on with the air, what's going on with um, uh, electromagnetic fields uh, that can you know, be harmful to our bodies. And, and then I'm going to say it, say it, the vaxes have terrible things oh in them that changed the DNA, a person's DNA, and do serious damage to our immune systems. Now, God created us perfectly, and we have wonderful immune systems. Yes. Um, when, we're, when we're born, our mothers feed us. That They get the colostrum. They get the breast milk. They get the, their immunities from the mother, and they carry that throughout their life. And they're trying to give babies um, shots at birth. And all these vaxes throughout their little young lives that oh. they don't need. Yes. And I'm older, I'll admit that. And when when I was young, we didn't have all those shots. Yeah. And we were healthy as can mm-hmm. be. Um, we had childhood diseases. We had the measles. We had you know, different things, chicken pox or whatever. We'd get over it yes. and we'd have the immunities. Yeah. We didn't, it didn't kill us. Yeah. But now they're trying to say, oh, so we can take care of everyone. Yes. We're going to have to alter things. Yes, and, and change your immunity. Change we, your we've Im- got a better plan than right. your natural immunity. Oh, right. no, you don't. That's right. So, so that, uh, I mean, there are so many ways. And then the AI situation and all that. I mean, uh, what's, what's happening, I believe, is mm-hmm. that the enemy, through all of this that's being rolled out these days, is trying to steal our identity. Steal our identity. And yes. that's where the DNA comes in, that uh, with foods, with everything, um, animals, you name it, um, that our human identity comes from God, and we don't want to mess with that. Oh, my. It's being really tampered with, and uh, they're trying to change it, and that really gets to me as well. Uh, you know, I have to admit, in my younger days, I was pretty much of a junk food addict. I really was, you know, drink, you know, drinks. I I, I never drank alcohol to any mm-hmm. great degree or I even cups of coffee, but now I'm, I'm not saying coffee's bad. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying me personally. Right. But <clears throat> when I look at the ingredients and I realize some of these different techniques of, uh, uh, what do you want to say? Special kind of farming approaches and things like that, where they're, 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 they're manufacturing their own style of of uh, wheat and yeah. barley and genetically, uh, and genetically modified. modified. Yeah. And you know, we were when we heard this, we go, "Well, that's very very cool." But if you step back and look at it, that's not God's creation; it's man's creation trying to take the place of God's creation. Exactly. And I realized what a junkie I was and things like that. And I've been paying closer attention, having to <laughs> having to give up <clears throat> a lot of the things I thought I loved. Right. 
these days. But it, all in all, I'm much healthier than I ever was before in yes. this, this context. Want to talk a little bit about it? We have a couple minutes left. Definitely. Yeah, well, um, we can you know get into talking about um, the different foods that we eat. Um, there are so many different um, oh, types of, say, tomatoes. You go to a, a grocery store and you get just a run-of-the-mill tomato. Mm-hmm. It's tasteless and pithy <laughs> and awful. Oh it doesn't my. even taste like it's mushy. doesn't yep. even taste like a tomato. So people are starting to grow their own vegetables. Yes. Um, they're getting, they're educating themselves. They're, um, some are living off the grid. Yes. And I do know a family that is doing that. They're raising their own animals. They have chickens. They have cows. They have their own milk. They make their own cheese. They do everything, and they're so healthy. It's such that. a healthy, healthy lifestyle, and that's been stolen from us yes. by big tech. By um, And then you look at the pharmaceutical industry, oh and they're in, injecting stuff into you know every walk mm. of life, yes. so to speak. So, uh, yeah, there are so many things that are unnatural. I believe right. that we need to get back to being who God created us to be. And, and that brings us back to the topic of spiritual DNA. Yes. What God has created, anytime man tries to adjust it and make it better, walk mm, away. That's right. That's right. So let's spend some time in the next segment talking, continuing this topic, but also um, about our divinely created beings mm-hmm. and how that means that our, our voices are, are divinely created. And there's a, a fingerprint, a sonic fingerprint that God has given us that makes us unique, yes. but will make us unique even more so when we blend that with somebody else's uniqueness. All of a sudden, a brand new person or what a body of Christ, I'll use that yes. as an analogy. The body of Christ is manifested in ways that people cannot even imagine. And that's coming soon to the body of Christ near you, Susan and I, Susan Fisher and I, are going to talk about that when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Hey there, my friends, with my co-host for the entire two hours, Susan Fisher. Uh, She's a woman that is really skilled as a musical performer. She's a songwriter. She's a trainer of the next generation in music and more, as you've been listening to her insights on things, uh, and the older generation, like people like me as well. She can give some uh, insights that uh, help us understand the incomparable value of worship and praise and singing. We're talking about the resonance of the tonal value of singing worship songs, and it, it's like nothing else, right, Susan? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> you know, we started a conversation in the last segment, and we're going to probably continue that, uh, about being divinely created, and our sound is divinely created. And in fact, it provides a sonic fingerprint very unique to us. We're going to talk a little bit about that and how that relates to heaven and earth in just a moment. But I want you to give us a website right this moment so people can find out more about YOU. Okay. My website is suzsongbird.com. That's S-U-Z songbird.com. And it will lead you to my business um, pages. 
Uh, it's Epiphany Voice in Music. I love it. And equal time for Kaz, yes. my, <laughs> my listening friend. Uh, we've devoted a special website so you can get in touch with me and communicate with me. If you have a show idea or uh, you, have a, you say, I love that show, could you do more shows like that? Whatever it is, I want to hear from you. And it's real simple to remember. It's called Come Together San Diego at kprz.com. Come Together San Diego at kprz.com, and Suze, S-U-Z, Songbird, SuzeSongbird.com. Find out a lot more about Susan Fisher. Okay, let's talk about this uh, divinely created sound or fingerprint. You you called it a sonic fingerprint uh, on heaven and earth. What's that about? Yes. Uh, well, in the last segment, we talked a little bit about how scientists are experimenting with yes. taking people's DNA and then recording uh, of sounds that come from that, and um, then playing it back, having people play it back yes. in order to heal heal diseases. Yes, oh, I love and it. And it's just it's phenomenal. Now, of course, we are God's creations. He is the one who put our DNA in us. We are all individuals. There are no pe- two people ever alike created. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 that's kind of mind-boggling just in it and is. of itself it and shows us how much he cares for us and loves us um, and us individually. Yes. And as far as the voices, um, my job in teaching singing is to teach others good uh, vocal technique, mm-hmm. and I call it correct technique. So um, there have been instances where I have uh, been working with a young person and they will have breakthroughs with their um, their placement, which is number one most important thing. And um, the placement um, resonates in the skull. We have holes in our head, and the skull, um, you know, creates this resonance. And so we sing from the roof of the mouth up and the ears forward, and it's the skull that has the resonance. And creates the sound that we need to make. So that's what you're training people about. Yes, we My, don't. I never even heard of that. We don't even most most people don't. <clears throat> we don't sing with our throat. That's where people get into trouble, is because if you muscle it with your throat, you're down too far. That placement isn't correct. So we've got to bring it out of there up into what's called the nasopharynx or the open. I tell my little students open smeller. Open smeller. And they and, and they let the sound spin around up there. And, and just out. open up like a flower in their head. Well, what, what's a good uh, technique for, you know, I'm an announcer and speaker and things like that. I have a feeling that a lot of the stuff is actually coming from the throat instead of coming up. Right. And, and it comes out here. Right. So there's what's called the tessitura of the voice, which is the comfort level that your voice lies in. A lot of people, when they get tired, fatigued, yeah. overworked, whatever, they'll go down kind of into this low, or, you know, kind of a gravelly yes, set. Yes. We call it, call it the glottal fry, and that's the place to stay out of. So what is it called again? Glottal fry. Glottal fry, M R Y? Right. Ooh. So you want to not. There's some jokes in there somewhere. Yeah, I know, I'm gonna, right? <laughs> I'm going to just pass on that. So you don't want to fry the voice down there. <laughs> And uh, bring it up into the, the resonance areas. Oh, my. And uh, my dad was an opera singer, and I remember him telling me we have to sing with the muzzle or mask area of our face. Now, um, one of my, or a few of my little students, when they kind of lock in and really open up up there, their sound or their voice sounds very different to them in their own head when their resonators start opening up. Mm-hmm. 
And they've stopped and said, I don't want to sing opera. <laughs> and I tell them, you're not singing opera. Well, it sounds like opera. You know, I tell them, no, it's not opera. It's just open, correct singing. And what I'm having them do now is record themselves on a phone, record how they used to sing, and then record how I'm teaching them to sing more openly, correctly, easily, so they don't have vocal fatigue, and mm-hmm. they're really open up there and resonating. Um, and then they'll listen to it and say, oh, wow, it does sound better, and it's way, way easier. Okay, give us a practical way for people like, you know, shower singers and, oh, okay. and announcers like me yeah. can actually change the resonance by going to the, what do you call it, the cranial? The the, 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 the mask and the muzzle area of the face. Basically, we're singing um, with our sinuses. Sing with your sinus. So well, there may there be a you song go. or two. <laughs> there you go. I love it. And, so uh, how, how, what is it, how do you think about doing that? Well, um, you, uh, humming is really good. Mm, oh, oh, I can actually feel it. Mm. And go up and down. And I can... Yeah, so you keep it up here. And so you're directing your sound up there, up in your head. It's all in. It's all, all in, in your head. head. I knew it she is. was going to say it that. is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that's that's the first thing that I deal with with my students is finding their placement and breathing the right way, so they're not breathing like we call it frightened shallow chest breathing. They breathe up instead of like letting their ribs expand down. Oh my! And then you singing is basically holding your breath. And making sound at the same time. And I tell my students it's one big yawn. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> and then you, that yawn, we go up up into that mini mouse kind yeah. of sound. <laughs> that's where you go in the higher range. Oh so my. it's that's where the voice is placed. Oh my. Yeah. And, and so that really changes the dy- dynamics of things, yes. doesn't it? Changes the whole, it's a whole new paradigm. And um, if people are open to it and really want to know how to sing, with good technique to where they can sing anything that they want eventually, then, you know, they have to be open to experimenting in these ways. You called it the sonic fingerprint. Yes. And uh, that that sonic fingerprint is when we sing out, make make sound. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Exactly. Why not? Um, So because our voices are so individual, like fingerprints, when you hear somebody on the radio, oh, that's uh, Carole King or that's Adele. Or that, you know, you can tell a person by how their voice sounds when they sing. Yes. Or when they talk. Or when they talk. Yeah. Exactly. That's how you recognize people. And um, by with spiritualists over the, the ages, um, they have put out that we are recognized in heaven by the, the vibration and sound that we make as individuals, which comes from a DNA level. Oh, my, my. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can hear somebody talking, you go, I'm going to like that person. It's just yeah. the manner of their delivery and their character actually comes out in their words and presentation. Right. The inflection of their voice. Exactly. And so, yeah. so, I mean, this is a good training for all of us, my friend. And, you know, the, the ramification from a scriptural standpoint also includes the, the content of the words as well. So one of the things God wants us to do is make sure that the content of our words is correct and resonant. And when you, you you apply this uh, sonic fingerprint right. to that, you got a winning combination. Yes. You know, we've got uh, one more segment to go, and, and so we're going to take a break right now. Let's spend this last segment summarizing everything we've talked about. Okay. But also, let's bring it home to our listeners and say, you know what? Here's where we are, 
And maybe this is where God wants us to be mm-hmm. because, you know, we're going to be called upon him in these last days to be able to be the fullness of whom God has called us to be. That includes our voice, our character, our life, and our lifestyle. Yes. All these things dovetail together to become whom God has called us to be. But horizontally, too, I think, Susan, as you link together with somebody else, it's a brand new being. It's the body yes. of Christ, and it's a brand new sound. Uh, and we need to have that new sound in these challenging times, don't we? Yes, it's not only vertical, it's but it's horizontal. horizontal as we reach out to others and sing in tandem with them or speak with them. I love it. Can we talk about that in the last segment as you we bet. tie these things together? I love it. Susan Fisher, a remarkable person and a, a woman who has a website. You can find out more about her, suzsongbird.com, S-U-Z, songbird.com. We're going to tie everything that we've talked about together and help you uh, assess who you are and where you are and where God may be enticing you to go because it's remarkable and you will have never heard or seen anything like it. We're going to talk more about that when Susan Fisher and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Hello, my friends. And yes, indeed, these broadcasts go quickly, especially when they're compelling topics. And boys and girls, men and women, we have had a compelling topic, the deal, the, the, the whole idea of voice and using your voice in a godly way. And some people are not really built for singing. They may be built for speaking or whatever it is. But the whole point of the matter is God has given you a voice in the natural and spiritual. We want you to be able to experiment with that and discover how, um, because it's going to be unique. You're going to be different. Your voice and the manner of speaking, but also the content of what you say is going to be unique. Quit trying to be like other people and be like God whom God has made, and that's Y-O-U. It's a thrill having Susan Fisher on with me, and you can find out more about her from uh, her website, which is S-U-Z-S-O-N-G-B-I-R-D. In other words, suzsongbird.com. Okay, it's the last segment of the show, and you you have some ideas about what you want to share. I'm going to hand the baton to you, Sue Fisher, Susan Fisher, and uh, let let her rip potato chip. Okay. Um, yeah, the exploring the voice, um, as Kaz has said, um, we use our voices to speak, we use our voices to sing. And, um, in this day and age, what we're discovering is that we have been, um, shot down, Mm. so to speak, with using our voice because of the whole COVID situation. Oh my. And we've been masked, we've been muzzled, we've been told we can't, we have to be politically correct. Yep, sounds like an ulterior motive to me. Yeah, all of those things. Yes. And um, and if they if certain people don't like the content of what we're saying, then we can't say it. Mm, well, yes. that's not freedom in Christ. No, and it's not, it, and not it's our not, constitution either. It's unconstitutional as well. <laughs> and people are starting to speak out, not only in the United States, but around the world. Yes, indeed. They're tired of this, yes. and they're, they're over it, and God wants us to be free. Yes. So um, with uh, talking about the, the human voice, um, so many of my students have come to me and, oh, I've, I've heard time and time again, whether the student is a child, usually it's older um, adults that have maybe been singing a certain way and they want to 
um, have better technique and, yes. and learn to sing more easily and effortlessly, how God created us to sing. Yes. Um, or even uh, public speakers who are kind of singing down or speaking down too low yes, in that you. glottal fry area mm. that we talked about. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, it's, it's really important that we learn these natural techniques that God has blessed us with yeah. that have become almost unknown. And uh, so that's, that's my aim, is to help people to sing easily and naturally and also to, to speak out as well uh, with musical theater, um, some, you know, like uh, Coast Kids or um, uh, JoJo's Productions is one that some of my students have sung with. And, and there are all kinds of musical theater places all over the uh, North County. Um, but I would encourage any listener on here um, to, if you have a heart, because a lot of times we're closet singers. We sing Ooh. in the shower. Yeah. We sing in the car, car. All these things, but we don't want to be heard. Oh, uh-huh. my gosh. Heaven forbid that somebody should hear us. And I, I have to admit, a lot of times that is seated by other people going, you know, a spouse may be going, eh, you don't. no, 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 no. Yeah. You're, you have a God-given voice, and nobody has that voice that you have. Figure out how God wants you to use it. And Holy Spirit can change the way you think and other people, how other people hear you as well. Yes, and I've had so many students thank me yes. uh, as a result of coming and saying, "Okay, well, my dad said da 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 da, mm-hmm. you know," and so I don't think I can sing. Yeah, exactly. And so I say, well, let's explore that. Let's let's check this out. Um, they've had so many. I mean, across the board, so many of them have have had people tell them that they don't sound good. They had to lip sync in a choir oh or something, my. and they actually have a very fine voice. They just have not been confident or known how to use that voice. So you're saying to me, you could say everybody has a unique voice that needs to be explored. Yes, I would say so. And if you want to sing, I would say go for it. Uh-huh. You know, really go for it. Um, and uh, everyone has a voice. That's like we said, God created us with a voice. And God tells us, as I said, over 400 times in the, his word to sing. Mm-hmm. So he knows, God knows we have a voice that can sing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as far as I'm concerned, I, I've just, my heart is to help others learn to sing with really the best techniques because I started out with not good techniques yes. and I had to undo some, some habits that I had created. So yes. I have a heart to help people with that and then also children so they they don't um, dumb themselves down or cover their sound or whatever. So their voices can come out, and when they sing, they learn to sing. It lets their whole personality oh, out. Right. Some kids that are afraid to even speak about anything, they'll sing. Oh, I love it! And it's just incredible. Yes. So in closing, yeah. Go ahead. Because, well, I just want to say you've been speaking about people and things like that. I'm going to invite you to change. The focus now to speak specifically to our listeners and encourage them in finding the fullness of whom God has called them to be, Susan Fisher. Yes. So whether it's speaking out or singing, like I said, I would encourage people to join a choir, to sing along with those people that sound really good, that have good technique already, and to, you know, use your voices and Mm -hmm. not be afraid. Yeah because God created us to sing. And in in wrapping up, I want to urge those listening to open up the floodgates of heaven Mm. and allow the Spirit of God to move mightily in and through you. 
God has given us voices to be used for good and to share his love and life throughout the world. When the Lord created everything, he spoke it into being using his voice. Since we're divinely created in his image with his breath of life, we are also creative beings. We have the capability to bring forth incredibly powerful and positive manifestations. So we just need to allow ourselves to open up with boldness and be heard mm-hmm. in these unprecedented times of need. We are really in freaky times are. right now that, that God wants to flip the script on. And wouldn't you say that the enemy's plan is to shut up, shut That's, us up as much as possible, in as right. many ways as possible? That should be our first clue that yeah. we need to be speaking out. But it's not necessarily speaking out out of your own preconceived notions about, oh, I need to get even or I need to say this. Right. We, uh, tempered with Holy Spirit, and there's a voice, you know, somebody who directs me lovingly, I'll pay close attention to. But if they go, you dummy, you no, should No, no, doesn't no. work. No, doesn't we work. need to speak the truth in, in love, love always. Oh, nice. Always, always, because that's jo- uh, the, the character of the Lord. And so um, scripture tells us that he's not given us a spirit of timidity or fear leading again to captivity or bondage, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We are free, so let's go for it. We can trust the Lord God to direct us in using our voices in ways that we may not have imagined. And God calls us to sing his praises, speak out his word, Mm -hmm. and manifest his goodness, glory, and power here on earth as yes. it is in heaven. And one of the things that, that I think is, would be important here is it's hard for an announcer because I have a clock I have to deal with. That's but right. sometimes it's quality and not quantity. You know, a word fitly spoken is that's as apples it. of gold and pitchers of silver. So make sure your words are fitly spoken. That's you it. know, that that's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. That's the key. <laughs> Absolutely. We have about one minute left in this segment. How would you like to uh, bless people with a thought? And then I will close the show. Susan Fisher. Okay, I would say that music um, has sort of been sidelined in our culture. It needs to come back, whether it be playing an instrument, drums, uh, the flute, the violin, the guitar, uh, piano, whatever, and if you want your singing voice. But make music, Mm. make a beautiful sound, and just go for it in worship in whatever way moves your heart with God. Thank you. Susan Fisher, thank you for joining me for this two hours on Come Together San Diego. And thank you for encouraging people to find their voice, but find the voice in a godly way. Allow God to show you your voice and let you hear it as he hears it. He loves, you know, a baby's cry, a parent loves that baby's ga ga you know. They, yeah. they love that, and God loves our voices as well That's right. because he wants to use our voices and our lives and our lifestyles. So my listening friend, this, the closing time for the Come Together San Diego broadcast, I want to thank Susan Fisher for joining us, and once again, suesongbird.com to find out more about her. We've got more shows coming up, uh, and I'm encouraging you to listen, but also communicate with me, Come Together San Diego at kprz.com, and tell me the kind of shows you want, and we'll do them. My listening friend, God bless you, and God has great plans for you. So voice his word through your life and lifestyle. God bless. Thank See you. See you next week. Bye. 
Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.